Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking at dinner or cutting the grass, which you turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. So we're going to be looking at Genesis 3, 14 through 19, Genesis 12, 1, and Deuteronomy 11, uh, starting at 26. This is not going to be real thorough, okay, because you could write entire books on generational curses. I'm not doing that, so I'm working on this one chapter, so I'm going to do the teaching that God gave me for this chapter, but it's going to help you guys, okay? This is part of uh, the series that we're doing on the strategies uh, for the impossible battles, and this strategy is breaking generational curses. So let's start off in Galatians 3.13. Thank you, God. Grace redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone having been hung on a tree from Deuteronomy 21.23. Now, when Jesus hung on that tree, he was breaking off the curse that actually started in the book of Genesis. So we're going to look at that in a few minutes. So I want you to understand how powerful that cross is because if you don't understand that part of the purpose of actually having to be hung on wood or something that was made from a tree is, was needed to break the power of the curse based on God's own word. Does everybody get that? So no, God is very detailed, okay? He's very detailed. He knows what he's doing. He knows how he's doing it. So Galatians 3.13 is what believers can believe in. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it has been written, cursed is everyone having been hung on a tree. Now let's go to, um, then if you go on, it's kind of cool. It says that the blessings of Abraham might be to the nations in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. Why is it so important to see this in new covenant? Because how many people know that the blessings of Abraham happened in the old covenant? And Jesus is saying, wait a minute, in the new covenant, you have the blessings of Abraham because Jesus hung on that cross. I'm not going to have time to get into it, but if I had blessings that were promised to me, I think it would be worth going to look them up and study them, right? So if somebody wants to know, what am I blessed with? What, how am I supposed to be blessed? We're not going to have time to do that here or in the book I'm writing right now, but we'll probably do it somewhere in a seminar or something. But anyway, so I want you to see that the blessings of Abraham, we have. That's why we still, they call him the father of faith, father Abraham. So let's go now to Genesis 3. So I, I don't know how many people go and look at where the original curse is. I know you can go to Deuteronomy and see the whole curse. All right. So if you get to the story before this, okay, if you get to the story before this, we all know the story of Eve is deceived and tempted to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, okay? And that was the only tree. They were, Adam and Eve were given just one command, just one, don't eat of this tree. Don't eat of this tree. Do whatever else you want. Have a great time. Because it wasn't until they ate of that tree that the enemy could begin to attack their thinking. All of a sudden, they were not divinely protected, okay? 
And I'll just tell you something. When we actually mature and enter in, into Christ and we're hidden in Christ, we are back in that divine protection that Adam and Eve started in. But the minute we start thinking in the carnal, the minute we start doing things based on the flesh, we come back out of that place of divine protection. That's in the, in the new covenant, it's called the rest. Not many have entered into the rest. I think it's in the book of Hebrews, okay? How many want to get into that place of rest where you're really back there? So that's why Holy Spirit was sent. That's why he's sanctifying you. That's why he's teaching you his ways. That's why you got to get around really anointed teaching where the Holy Spirit is really in charge and moving and not programs and that kind of thing because you're not going to get it there. That's really under the law. So here we have, so we all pretty much know the story. I'm not going to teach all that. But basically, um, the Father, the Lord comes back, not the Father, um, the Lord comes back and he recognizes that they're covering up their, all of a sudden they know they're naked, they're covering up their nakedness. All of a sudden, they're scared to see God. So we have, so in 3.9, and Jehovah God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I have heard your sound in the garden and I was afraid for I am naked and I hid myself. Well, at least Adam answered. <laughs> Some of you got saying, where are you? And you're pretending he's not asking you. And he said, and the, so the, God says to him, who told you that you were naked? Now, how many know God knows everything? He is making Adam look at Adam. And when you really walk with God, he, he will ask you things to make you see you. He'll have me preach in a way to make you stop and see you. It's not that he doesn't know. If you don't know where, wow, this really goes with what we did this morning, right? If you don't know where you're at in your walk with God, then, then you're just out there lost, to be quite honest. You're just wandering around because somewhere along the way, you said yes to Jesus. And somewhere along the way, you, you had an encounter with God. But now you're just walking around trying to do this thing on your own, some of you. And, and, and it doesn't work, okay? And so God's bringing us back to that place and he's asking you. That's why he had me ask you this morning and took a worship time and everything else and, and he did it, okay? He wants you. Don't take lightly when Holy Spirit has me do something that I absolutely wasn't even ever thinking about doing, okay? Because he is coming through. The teaching's awesome. I love teaching. It's a lot easier just to teach a lot of times. The other, you just, you flow, but you gotta really go there. But here's the bottom line. He wants you and he wants those watching this to know where are you with God. So first thing God is saying, where are you? What, where are you hiding? Where are you hiding? And in the situation where General, General Marshall Kirst can get in and pretended faith, which is another strategy in this same chapter for those who have the book. Um, pretended faith is a hiding place. It's a place where you go and you have empty talk and you have hidden knowledge and even sometimes counterfeit spirituality and, and things, but you're not really connected with the headship of Christ. You're not walking with Christ and it's pretended and there's no power in it. The only one who's really deceived is you. And so here you have God um, saying, um, who told you this? And then, then he says, have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? Okay, that's powerful for if you want to stay out of, from a curse. Have you eaten from a tree? So if you've been sexually active as a Christian, you are under a curse. If you've been drinking, if you're, if you're watching pornography, we have so much of the church under a curse and going to happy church and thinking they're okay. And there's no power under the curse until you recognize that Jesus paid to set you free and you really get serious about it. 
So here from the very beginning, Jesus, so Jesus says, um, the Lord says, I commanded you not to eat that. What, is there anything that you're doing that God has commanded you in his word or just a personal conviction that you're still participating in? You open the door for the curse. No matter how many times you come up and declare this word, the word only works if you're living it, people. The word of God only works if you're living it. It's not working because you got it memorized in your head. It's spiritual. All right. And the man said, oh, look at this. The woman whom you gave to me, the woman you gave to be with me, she has given to me of the tree and I ate. Oh, the first time you ever see blame. The first time you ever see blame. First of all, Adam knew not to eat of the tree. I believe he was afraid of losing Eve, and he chose Eve over God. And when you are choosing your friends or you're choosing sexual relationships outside of marriage or you're choosing anything, you are choosing that over God. And you're under the curse. I don't care how much scripture you know and how many worship services you go to, and you can, you can do whatever. God's faithful even when we're not. But if you want to be free from the curse, it's very serious to be free from the curse. Do you know generational things cannot hit your kids if you're free from the curse? For real. And you can break that off. But it's all the game playing. It's all in the word right from the beginning here, isn't it? Codependency was the first actual sin, I believe, of Adam. Adam chose Eve over God. What are you choosing over God? What are you choosing over being in his will? Where does he want you to be? Who does he want in your life? You know, we, we have all these, these people, you know, and I, I'm cool, you know, God forgives and all this kind of thing. But if you're having sex outside of marriage and if you had a child as a believer out of, and you had a child out of wedlock, you are under the curse. You need to completely, completely get on your face and seriously cry out to God. And you've got to go and do, let God do the deliverance on everything you let in in the, those places in your life. You haven't received any real deliverance. You can come up, shake, rattle, and roll, and fall down and do all. Devils love to perform, just so you know. Okay, that's not my job. I, like I bound one today because, no, this isn't what we're doing. When I bind it, I forbid it for operating here. But that means if, if I do that when I'm praying for you, I'm not going to rub what God's doing to do what the devil wants me to do. But that means, ooh, there's a devil in there. I need to fast it. I need to go after that. That's another whole teaching. We're not going to go there now. But it's already recorded, I promise you, somewhere in the hundreds of hours of teaching I have. All right. And in God's word. And the man said, so right away we see Adam throwing his wife under the bus. It's her fault. It's her fault. Okay. He's justifying his sin. He's justifying his disobedience. Oh, I could preach hours on this, but I'm going to try to stick to what I'm doing. All right. Because you guys want to go out of here at some point today. All right. And the man said, the woman whom you have given to me, she has given, she has given me of the tree to eat. First of all, it was Adam who wanted Eve. It was Adam who looked around and said, can't I have somebody like me? As if God wasn't enough. Now, God, in, God intended it from the beginning, just so you know, because he said, I created I created them in I created them in my likeness. So he he was already creating male and female he created. So he knew he was going to do this, but he also I think in God's goodness he was thinking, "Don't worry Adam, 
I'm going to do this. I'm going to take her right from you. So I'm only creating mankind one time, but I'm going to take from you. And I'm not going to get this. You can really start to see the issues of people having issues with their um, identities about gender. Don't think it's strange. It starts because Satan is perverting that truth, but I won't go there. I am really getting, don't get off track. All right, so, um, all right, so here we go. And Jehovah God said to the woman, what is this you have done? And then the woman says, the servant deceived me and I ate. So she's blaming the devil. So Adam blames her. She blames the devil. Now God turns to the devil now, the devil, the actual demonic spirit of Satan got into a snake. Snakes used to walk. I'm pretty sure things must have talked because wouldn't you be freaking out if a snake started talking to you? You know what I mean? And so before the fall, I guess they all talked. What if we get to heaven and our dogs could tell everybody everything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> and Jehovah God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed above all the beasts. All right, I want you to see this. Snakes are cursed. No, they really are. Animals that are, have not been redeemed. And I'm just saying this because I think it's a dangerous thing to start getting snakes and pet snakes and thinks it's cool. I think it's not cool to think it's okay to like things that are cursed. Uh, I'm not saying this, but what I, I look to say, what draws you there? Like it, what's drawing you there? Most people who likes snakes go look at their houses and their tattoos all over and all the kind of weird stuff. They're not overly living for God. Okay. Um, they really aren't and they block that out so no conviction can come and it's opened the door into evil satan's going to do anything he can to tempt us into evil okay so if he can make you think this is cool he'll try to tempt you there if he can make you do this he's going to try to tempt you so you have to look and see what what are the tendencies in the past where satan got a hold of you so so god says um you are cursed above every other beast and every other animal you shall from now on you'll be on your belly and you shall eat dust all the days of your life so it's amazing that god cursed this this snake no this satan's already cursed right this isn't about god cursing satan satan was cursed when he rebelled against god and got thrown out it's beyond cursed he's completely unredeemable he, there's nothing to ever ever help him and also those angels. And that's another whole teaching. Okay? But I want you to see this. And part of doing this is I want you to begin to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit setting you free from stuff that the world's okay about but that we shouldn't be okay about. I'm not trying to be legalistic. I'm just same thing about tattoos all over you. All these things. Like what is drawing you to that? That's the key. What is drawing you to that? What about that do you like? Because the church is a mess right now, isn't it? And the world is a mess right now. And the world's getting messier as the church is trying to think that's freedom. There's nothing free about not living a life convicted by the Holy Spirit and saying yes to him. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a divinely protected life free from the curse. All right. And it's not because I'm old and I'm, I'm just no, I'm not cool, all right? So all you young people, 
and everybody who's 40 and under consider themselves young, um, just forget that. That's not true. I'm very free. I mean, remember, I'm not told you I got a Christmas tree, but anyhow, oh, that just turned off a lot of people. All right. Now he says, I will put enmity, which means I'm going to put where humans aren't going to like you, between you and the woman. Okay. There is something really wrong with a woman who likes snakes. Because God says here, I'm going to make it so you don't like them. I'm, I'm going to make it so you really don't like them. And it's gonna, then it's going to be between your seed and her seed, which that word seed there is talking about Jesus. In other words, from now on, until the curse is completely destroyed, which the whole creation is still waiting and moaning and groaning for that. It hasn't happened yet for creation. Right now, the curse is only broken off of those who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and recognize what that means that he went to that cross. which so many people don't. And he says, I'm going to put her seed. What does this mean? The fallen human seed. In other words, the offspring of women are going to absolutely be at war with the offspring of God, Jesus You were born into a situation where you have iniquity. Your children are born into iniquity. The generational curses will be there. Evil's going to always be there. And there's going to be a war between that, the seed of the human race and her seed, this, the seed of God. And what does it mean? That means when I'm born again, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. And when I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus, I don't want anything to do with darkness. And I want God to heal me, deliver me, set me free from anything in that. And this isn't so much about, well, I know people, this isn't about I care what kind of pets you have, okay? This is I care about what is drawing you to what you're drawn to. People say, well, you can have tattoos. Why? Why would you have a tattoo? Why would you want this? Why? That's the question. Can I just tell everybody what's more important isn't what you have. The real question is why? Why do you watch that? Why do you drink that? Why do you think that that is cool? Why? It's always a why. Does everybody get that? This isn't about formulas. And if you're under the curse, Satan's going to do everything he can to pull you back under that curse. Okay, everything he can. All right. And he says, and I will put this war between you and the woman and between your seed. This is the seed from the evil one, okay? And her seed, meaning the seed that's going to come through a woman who is Mary, right? He's setting this whole thing up. Women, and then I'm not going to get all this. He even tells women, you're going to be redeemed through childbearing. Okay, he's not talking about if you can have a lot of kids, because some of y'all would be super redeemed by now, and some of you would not be redeemed. It's not about that. It's about the whole process. It's about the whole process of parenting. It's about the whole process of choosing who you're going to serve and how your family's going to operate. It's about the whole thing. And God has put it on the hearts of women who are not completely... He's, God's normal is women, once they find Jesus Christ, they don't want anything to do with perversion. They don't want anything to do with evil. And they will 
be part of seeing their children raised to know God. So what is the enemy going to attack? Women raising their children to know God. Let's get them all working. Let's get them all busy. Let's tear up all the family life. Let's tear up every way God sets things up. Let's make sure they cannot have that impact on their families. That sounds like another whole teaching. I wasn't going to do all this on this. All right. All right. Now, he, he mean Jesus, he will bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So basically, there's going to be this war going on, and the enemy's going to attack the headship of Christ, and then you're going to, and you know in the, the passion, he steps on, he squishes the head of the enemy. And so there's this contention that's always going on in, in mankind, okay? All the way, it's going on as long as human beings are still on the earth who are not born again. So even during the millennium, I think some of this is going on. And I won't get, I can prove that, but I'm not getting to it right now. All right. He said to the woman, okay, I want you to get, this is a curse. I will greatly increase your sorrow and your conception. So if you're having difficulties conceiving, break this curse. Break this curse. Go back and see Am I, did I not ever understand the real, the curse? I mean, did I not understand that basically God said, from now on, having babies is going to hurt. From now on, you're going to be attacked while you're having babies. You might not even be able to conceive. There's going to be all these crazy things going on. It's a curse. And Jesus is the only way out of that curse. Thank God he hung on a cross. Thank God he hung on a tree, right? Then he says, um, uh, you shall bear sons in sorrow. Now, I want you to get this. I had to go to a person who was, te- a pastor who was teaching submission wrong. And God gave me this years ago. Your desire shall be toward your husband and he shall rule over you. That's the curse. That's the curse. People try to make that godly submission. That's not submission. That's the curse. God is basically saying men are going to hurt their women. They're going to try to boss them around. They're going to treat them like their property. This is the curse on you because I am taking away my divine way of doing this. And the enemy, this is what he's going to do. And he's going to make these codependent messed up relationships where a woman thinks she has to have a man and he's going to be this way. And a man thinks he's going to be Mr. Hotshot and he can tell her what to do and how to do it and how this and that and go do whatever he wants people a lot of you are under the curse and your families are under the curse and you need to recognize that is not godly submission i'm not going to teach that now i have teaching on it but isn't it something that's the curse and it's taught in the church as how we're supposed to have proper marriages that doesn't mean rebellion it means god's basically saying i set this up to work through Adam to protect you, to take care of you, and this and that. And I brought you in to be a companion and a friend and walk with him and have to make decisions together and raise wonderful kids and enjoy the whole world, the whole earth, and belong to me. And it all fell apart because Adam wanted a relationship with Eve more than he wanted a relationship with God. And I'll tell you this right now. You are still somewhat under the curse if you are closer in relationship to anyone in your family, whether it be your spouse or your children or your parents, than you are to God. And 
And what the enemy does, he damages and damages under this curse and under this generational curse to make sure you're a codependent, messed up thing that's going to divorce who knows how many times, that's not going to know how to really unconditionally love anybody, who's going to have to try to get needs met, who's going to have to stay in a codependent, messed up bunch of baloney and everything, blame it on the other person. I need to do a marriage count conference on this topic by itself but I'm going to stay with the generational curse I want you to see the curse some of you don't understand the curse some of you men don't understand the curse if you think you're supposed to be hot shots in that house and rule over and if you want this even if your wife says no or it's not good for your kids you're under that curse and it's easy to get out you got to see it and hate it and repent and ask God to teach you how to love your wife that's scripture God tells men, you don't even know how to love your wife. And he tells women, I got to teach you how to submit and honor them. The two go together. You don't submit to demonic activity in somebody. I don't care if you think you're, uh, you know, Jesus Christ, and then we know you're delusional. If you're operating in a demon, I'm not saying yes to the stuff you want to do. I'm not bringing in my house the stuff you want in my house. Okay, I'll, I'll pray. It's not, God is not asking women to submit to demonic activity because their husbands are the husbands. Can I get an amen? We got to break free from these curses. Rebellion is not the answer, and I'm not getting into all that. I actually think I do in the book some, so when I get to teach that one one night, you'll want to see it for those who are watching um, down the road or whatever. The book is called uh, Strategies for the Impossible Battles, and it's hopefully going to be out and 2024 all right but as you can see it's quite a bit that's going to be in this book okay now that's the curse get free from the curse the whole doctrine of covering doctrine is, the cur is under the curse the whole doctrine of the way many people teach um this is under is under the curse the husband is not does not have um, spiritual headship over his wife. Jesus Christ is the head. My spirit person is under Christ. Who I am eternally is, is the same exact headship as, of every single born-again man. Oh, I'm ticking everybody off now. Okay, my natural headship is under my husband as he is led by God, all right? And I'm not going to get into all that. But here's the deal. Relationships are to reveal something about the spiritual relationship with God. So a godly husband who, care, who lays down his life for his wife and wants to do what's best for his family and everything absorbs around, God, what's going to help my family? God, what's best for my wife? God, what's going to help my kids? What's going to keep them safe? What, so, so whatever you're doing, husbands, according to outside of the curse, it's all about you laying down your life to for, to support your wife, to help your wife, to be there for your wife and your children. And everything's about that. And I'll say God's working that in a lot of people's lives. But a lot of it is religious. bunch of bondage is being taught wrong. Okay? And it's because of the curse. It's because of the curse and the codependency. I want you to see this. So if I'm free from the curse, I should not have a terrible labor I should not have tons of complications. I should not have trouble um, conceiving. 
And this is part of what we have to go to and, and believe God. That doesn't mean people who have as many babies as they want are right with God. So it's not, it's not comparing yourself to somebody else, okay? It's like, okay, if I'm having an issue here, let me go to God and make sure I understand the curse and the curse that's on marriage and I break the power of it. And, and also, if you're a husband and you think you're supposed to run the show and tell her what to do, when to do it, and you're not hearing God about that, and you're trying to raise your children without hearing God or love your wife or show, you, you are under the curse. You need to get free from this curse. Really free from it. I'm not going to get into it. There is submission. I understand all that. You have to listen to some other teaching. Believe me, I've been tested more than most people. And it's probably somewhere on the teaching. I think I ta taught that one already. All right. Now to the man. Listen to this. He said to the man, because you have listened to the voice of your wife. In other words, because you chose what she was saying over me. And you've eaten of the tree, which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat from it. Because you did, because you, you're even blaming your wife, because you chose to obey her. You chose to do what would make her happy instead of what God told you to do. Okay, I want you to see this. Here's your curse. See, you can't want your wife under the curse and you not be under the curse. Okay, you get what I'm saying? You can't try to lord it over your wife and tell her what to do and when to do it and not pray for her and not see what help she needs and not really humble yourself and be part of that and helping her with the, do you understand what I'm saying? You can't do that and not think that you're gonna be under the curse. So here, men, here's your curse. You, okay, you shall not eat from the ground. You shall not, okay, you shall not eat from it, which means, you will not be able to understand. Um, this is with curse. Before God, you can understand good from evil. Before God, you can understand what to do. You're just running around in circles trying to do things. So you shall not eat of the tree. The ground shall be cursed because of you. Okay. When the Lord was doing this, guess what? The only work was, was basically farming, you know, that kind of thing. It was hunting and farming and providing for your family in a very, very, very old-fashioned way, right? Because this is at the beginning, people. This isn't even in Jesus' day. There was no technology at all, okay? So what is he cursing? He's cursing your jobs, okay? You shall eat of it in sorrow all the days of your life. What is he saying? It, go on. It shall bring for thorns and thistles for you, and you shall eat the plant of the field. By the sweat of your faith, you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for you have been taken out of it, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Okay, what's this curse? This curse is saying you're going to have a really hard time making ends meet. You might get into a job and you, you make tons of money, but there's going to be stress. It's going to hurt your family. There's not going to be grace for it. You're going to jump from job to job to job to try to prove something. This is all the curse. Does everybody get this? Grace does not come in and make you able to do everything God wants you to do by grace. It's the curse. So I want you to change your attitudes. I want you to recognize that God wants you free from this curse. Okay, this curse is cultural to all societies. This is a curse. And when we have the, 
the demonic feminist stuff. It's people rebelling from the curse, but not submitting to God and watching God set them free. Okay? It's a rebellion from the curse that you can't get away from except through Christ. And then it makes a bigger mess. So, what was the second thing I said I was going to look at? Genesis 12. Was it one, or did I say? Genesis 12, one. Let's go there really quickly so we can just get this for the teaching. And for those who are watching this, um, you can go on our mentorship page at beautyfreshes.org. Check there that you want to be part of the partnership or mentorship, and there's lots and lots of teaching on this, hours and hours of teaching on this. And, um, and we... We'd love to have you partner with us. All right. Jehovah said to Abram, go out from your land and from your kindred and, I, and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and curse the ones despising you. And in all your families on the earth shall be blessed. All right. I'm not going to read the whole story. You can see all these could be really long teaching. I just want to talk about cursing. Okay, so later on we have in Genesis 12, God comes to Abraham, calls Abraham apart as his own, changes his name to Ab from Abram to Abraham. But basically he says, I'm calling you out to bless you. You have my favor, Abraham. You're, you're going after the things of God. You care about me and I'm going to make myself known to you. And so the promise here is... Um, uh, you have to go. So now, here's the key with Abraham. He was required to leave uh, the comfort zone. So if you want to be, if you want to be in free from the curse, you've got to be where he wants you to be. You have to be the friends he wants you around, the job he wants you to have, the church you're supposed to be in. Everything is supposed to be ordered by him. And here Abraham has to tell Sarah, who wasn't happy about this, okay, and Abraham was a pretty rich guy already. And God's like, no, you've got to leave all that and trust me and go where I tell you to go. And we're not going to get to all, but how many know there was a lot of testing for Abraham to have this powerful life of blessing? And God says, because of what I'm doing now, everyone who blesses you, everyone who comes in agreement with your God, Abraham, I'm going to bless them. And everyone who comes against you, I'm going, they're cursed. They're going to they're gonna have a hard time. That is explaining to you what's going on in the Middle East and the end time. This whole battle goes all the way to the very end. It started in the beginning and it goes to the end of the book, the book right? And we're not going to get into all that about, we're just not going to do it here. I just want you to see the power of blessing. I want you to see it. Maybe one day we'll do a conference when we get a lot of time for that, huh? It probably won't be this year. But an all-day seminar looking at this. But guess what? You have Holy Spirit. He's the teacher. You can go look this up. You can study other people's teachings. I don't have a book or anything on this. God has just kind of dropped this strong in my heart over the last few days. What was the last thing I said to look at? And there's a lot more on this. This cursing and blessing thing is so big, it's not even close to small. Okay, so I'm not even going to pretend. I'm not going to do a book on that, at least not now. And so I'm not going to get into that much. All right, let's just go to 24, Deuteronomy 11, 24. Every place where the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. From the wilderness, um, from the Le um, Lebanon, from the river, the Arades River, even to the furthest sea shall be your border. So this was established by God years ago. No man shall stand before you. Jehovah your God shall put 
your dread and your fear on the face of all the land on which you tread as he has spoken to you. God is going to make your enemies afraid of you. Our nation needs to get out from under this curse. And that can only happen as individuals get out from under the curse. Individual believers get out from under the curse. Ho! And then the church begins to come out from under the curse, right? And then our prayers. Ours are the only prayers that can change a nation being cursed. And I'm not going to get into it all. If you really want to get into what's going on politically and all that, come on Friday nights. And, and really, you'll, you'll hear Holy Spirit inside stuff. You, you will be like, wow, we did not know she could go there. All right. Now, here's what he says. This is what I wanted to get to, 26. Behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. Now, listen to this. He's setting this before every person in here. And every single day, if you're a born-again believer, this is before you. A blessing if you hear the commandments of Jehovah your God, which I command you today. God has things for you to do every day. God is a God who wants conversation every day, people. He's not a God you got saved 20 years ago and you're just winging it, okay? He's a God, so and he's not always going to speak it in a word. So a lot of times it's just going to happen. You'll get the phone call. You know you should be somewhere. It's, it's the whole thing where those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, okay? It's the same thing. And you see it back here, he says, behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. What's he saying? Every day you choose blessing or you choose curse. You get a blessing if you hear the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today. And a curse if you will not hear the commandments of Jehovah your God, but will turn aside out of the way, which I command you to go after other gods, which you have not known. When you continue to disobey God, when you continue to do what you want, to listen to what you want, you are under a curse. Quit blaming everybody else. God is so faithful to still try to bless us, to still keep reaching us. He is so faithful to go after the, the hurt one. But God is not a God who puts up with sin. And he does not put up with disobedience. And he does not put up with codependency and enabling. That's what started this mess. But that will be so hard. Has anybody said this is supposed to be easy? Can somebody tell me, have you heard much itchy ear preaching around here? There's nothing about, this isn't only not supposed to be easy, this is supposed to be kind of impossible. That's why God had to come inside of you and live in you to cause you to have even the faith and revelation to walk out and do this. All right. I'm not going to keep on going, but if you want it to really get into all the blessings and curses, you can begin to see all the ways he'll bless your land, he'll bless your children, he'll bless your, your grandchildren, and you'll also see the curses. You'll see how it goes through generations. What you do today affects your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. It can affect them with blessing or it can affect them with cursing. And so I want to end um, this particular teaching here on on this in this church we're doing this in church but also on this um, uh, on my youtube channel we want to end it with a prayer okay and so i'm going to pray and and then you respond however holy spirit shows you or how your heart wants to respond heavenly father re yeah you can repeat it if i say something you don't like then don't say that part okay heavenly father Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, and having him hang on that tree. He had to literally be humiliated and hang on that tree. Let all sin 
come upon his body. Everything of darkness, everything of perversion, everything that could ever happen to me, everything that could ever hurt me, everything I could ever do to anyone else from the enemy attacked Jesus Christ on that tree. And he became that sin. He became that curse. He carried that curse. And when he said it is finished, he meant it. He paid the price to set me free from the curse. Lord Jesus, forgive me for disobeying you, even as a believer. Forgive me for ordering my own steps. Forgive me for codependent relationships. Forgive me for all idolatry. I lay it all down today. I want to be free from the curse. I want to live in the blessing of God. I want to trust you and obey you. In the name of Jesus Christ, by the blood of the Lamb, I break off the generational curses in my life. Whoa! I forgive all my ancestors. I separate them from that curse. And I speak to the curse today in the name of Jesus. You bow your knee. Jesus Christ is my master, my Lord, my Savior, my Deliverer, my Redeemer, my Healer. And you have no place in my life. I break that curse now in Jesus' name. Now, Father, starting now, give me the grace. Help me to see. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear in the Spirit to obey you. Get every stubborn thing, every spirit that would try to take control of my life to keep me under the curse. I ask you to expose it, help me to hate it, and set me free from it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you love this teaching, then you better say you love this teaching then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.